Russia, without question, our number one geopolitical foe. The 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Vladimir Putin. I looked into his eyes and saw three letters, a K, a G, and a B. This is The Brian Suits Show. Committee for State Security, uh, AM 770, KTTH. Well, while you were all busy Wednesday night pitching woo, like Mr. and Mrs. Greg, producer Greg, uh, and all you other couples who haven't discovered that love is a myth. Um, is that couples in quotes? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, a pair of young desperados were running through Seattle surface streets uh, from Aurora down 99 to South Lake Union. When I say pair of young desperados, I mean 12 and 13, by the way. But they were brought to heel. They were brought to bear by a pair of Seattle PD fur missiles after leading police, after carjacking an innocent woman, 85th and, uh, and, and Aurora, uh, with guns, by the, both the 12 and the 13 year old with handguns, carjack a woman, liberate her of her uh, Subaru uh, Outback. And so, anyway, uh, I, we take you to South Lake Union at, where's the time? It is now early, 5 51 in the morning of the 14th. Uh, by the way, so you're not pitching woo yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ch- check that uh, timestamp because we were, we were here. How come we didn't get a hand with these miscreants? Uh, anyway, so uh, listen, listen to the uh, the body worn uh, video as the kids get out of, the, and I say kids because that's what twelve and thirteen year olds are. They they ditch the handguns. Hit it! Hit it! Hit it! He's gonna go. So they're not listening to verbal orders. I'll turn the YouTube down. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Back to, and notice, you know, he's clearly identified. And on the uh, body cam that's SPD released last night, uh, they they do freeze frames and they highlight the the hands. Clearly, the kids, the twelve and the thirteen year old, both have handguns. So that was the helicopter pilot looking at him on infrared, and he says they both have firearms. Now here's the canine cop. They got right. Drop the gun. So they're chasing a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old. And still the the dog, the fur missile hasn't been let go yet. But they, they have visibly tossed the guns. So, you know, they're heads up enough to say get the gun. Please stop. Yes, he. I think. I think he said an F word to the twelve-year-old. He didn't self-censor. Yeah, I. You know, I would have a commission. I would have uh, SPD is going to haul this guy in front of a board for chasing after a thirteen-year-old uh, with a gun and using an F bomb. Flipping. Get on the ground! And by the way, the handgun, the, the, the kid dropped it 10 feet away from himself. Like, that's what these are my pants. What? Get on the ground! Here! So here's the other guy. This is the kid that gets the fur missile. 
Uh, this, this is the one cop that's like me. It's like, why am I running? I've got a Malinois. Take him. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Now. Get on the ground. Stay down. On your stomach. On your stomach. Now. Now. On your stomach. Do not move. So, uh, when he said take him, that was the order to the dog to, uh, well, go take him. So, uh, anyway, the the miscreants, the scofflaws, have been uh, taken in by the long arm of the law with a with the help of a couple good Malinois bites and charged with robbery and unlawful possession of a firearm. And and um, by the way, I, I have to put this in the in the story. The um, pursuit was authorized. When when the vehicle was ID'd, they they had to ask permission for the 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 ID the Subaru Outback that matches color and year, also the license plate uh, matches the stolen car, the carjacked car. And can I please have permission to maybe chase them? Oh, okay then. Uh, the suspects, by the way, their MO was tap on the glass, show the gun, and demand the car and fire a shot. That's how you know they're 12 or 13 or, well, 12 and 13. So anyway, um, and uh, so, I mean, just this craziness. And th this, when you watch this video, here's the thing. I'm, I'm kidding when I say, uh, hey, let's watch the language around the 12-year-old. Uh, the but I'm half kidding because this this is, cynically, this is the kind of joke that you make in Seattle PD is they're going to, you know, pull off their canine down and go, when next time you chase the gun wielding thirteen year old carjacker, do you have to throw the f bombs at him? Then uh, and put that memo in his uh, in his uh, jacket on you know on that one. So when he goes to the promotion board, is it not true in twenty twenty four on Valentine's Day, you had to swear at a twelve year old waving a gun um, and and tell him to uh, to blanking stop? Uh, and I mean, I, it wouldn't be fun if it weren't true. So there, there's that, and and the the moments where cops' names become front page headlines and all that happened several times here, and like twelve or thirteen, you just use the gun to steal a car. If you stop and turn around and don't drop the gun or bring it up or whatever, sorry, this is a way different story, way way different story, way different story in this town. Because by the way. I mean, you're you're dealing with a town that has become such a a, a self-looking lollipop of a joke that cops leaving a horrific accident are cynically making jokes about how Seattle settles with absolutely absolutely everybody. And this is a tragic story of a twenty that I'm talking about a year ago now. Uh, a woman with earbuds in her ears, drowning out the world with music and her hoodie up and with a Seattle police vehicle rolling siren and red and blue lights, she doesn't look left. She just steps in front of it. But you're not supposed to know that. You're, so, you're supposed to say just, you know, justice for Geneva or whatever her name is. Shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. And she was partially responsible. And I'm not supposed to say that. Send all the emails to G Tomlin at Bonneville, right? There you go. Okay, or to Mike Tomlin at the Pittsburgh Steelers, his uh, brother. Um, but but I mean that's that's I'm I'm I look at this and this is where I am as a news person, as a, a consumer of news in Seattle. I'm looking at all the moments where this could have been a different story, completely different story. And 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 but and and that Seattle PD 
needs to thank these guys for not being a different story. They have these two guys in custody so that they can now be failed by the King County prosecutor uh, or the state of Washington. Um, and why are they out there at 12 and 13? Because their parents, their parents should be charged with raising with raising uh, deadly weapons as as and calling them children, giving them names. So I, I'd, I'd say let the dog have them for an hour in a playpen and then let them go or, or something. But uh, anyway, so that's what I'm seeing here. And and I, I, for one, am in awe of the restraint. I mean, considering the adrenaline that you're running on when you're ripping down 99 at, at 90 miles an hour behind these pre-teens, armed pre-teens in a stolen car. And, the, you know, the, the fact that the... You, you drop an F-bomb. I got right. Drop the gun. Don't please stop. Let me see your hands. Hey, hey. Get on the ground now. Get on the ground. I bet when he was in, in class the next day, he probably said, uh, Seattle, Seattle cops swore at me. But uh, so, uh, anyway, but now, now it's time to know it all. First thing, the uh, lead story around the world is the entirely anticipated and predictable death of Alexander Navalny in Russian custody at the Harp uh, FK-13 prison camp in Siberia, some uh, five hours by aeroplane uh, east of Moscow. And uh, not confirmed, but the Russians are announcing that he's dead. And they wouldn't be embarrassed by him showing, uh, turning out to be alive or a deep sleeper. So anyway, uh, his uh, wife and his daughter goes to Stanford. His wife is relocated here, and they're in close contact with former American Ambassador Michael McFall. Uh, and she is at the Munich Security Conference, and and I mean that, that's fortuitous, and because all the Western European leaders and American leaders, or uh, Kamala Harris, are there today. And she, who'd she talk to here? She's talking in front of dozens of heads of state, actually, and it's quite amazing how she's able to keep it together Her, with this devastating news. So as is a Russian-Ukrainian custom, his name is Alexander Navalny. Her late husband, her name is uh, Yulia Navalna, and she says this. If it is the truth, I would like Putin and all his staff everybody around him his government his friends i want them know that they will be punished for what they have done with our country with my family and with my husband they will be brought to justice and this day will come soon and that's sort of a translator uh there navalny spoke english and he spoke to leslie stahl Two years, four years ago, about about his decision to go back and uh, about the use of the uh, unique uh, Putin-possessed neurotoxin called uh, Novichok. I think for Putin, uh, why he's using this chemical weapon to do do both, kill me, and you know terrify others. It's something really scary. The people just drop dead without, there are no guns, there are no shots, and in a couple of hours you will be dead and without any traces on your body. It's something terrifying, and Putin is enjoying it. You have said you think that Mr. Putin's responsible. 
I don't think I'm sure that he's responsible. And the entire point of Novichok is that it it points back to who did it. It's like writing your name on the dagger, you know, that Colonel Mustard shoves between your shoulder blades in the uh, library or whatever. Um, and uh, in the same interview, he was rationalizing to Leslie Stahl why he wanted to go back. Why do you want to go back? And and I guess, do you think you'll be safe when you go back? Well, well, I don't uh, think that I uh, can have a, such a privilege being safe in Russia. But uh, I have to go back because I don't want these, uh, you know, groups of killer exist in Russia. I don't want Putin uh, be ruling of Russia. I don't want him being president. I don't want him being czar of Russia because, well, he's killing people. He's the reason why our, the whole country is degrading. He's the reason why people are so poor. We have 25 million people living below the poverty line. And the whole degradation of system uh, fortunately for me, including system of assassination of people, uh, he's the reason of that. And uh, I want to go back and try to change it. Um, and uh, I think the American, the American writer E.E. E. Cummings uh, once said, the wise man always fights for the lost cause, realizing that all others are merely effects. Um, that, that could be on his uh, tombstone. But anyway, a very brave man who he got he got on the plane from Germany when he recovered from the Novichoking. He announced, "I'm going back." And when he got on, he knew he was a dead man. But uh, that uh, you know lasted four years and uh, ended today. Thing two, second thing. Well, all that testifying, and she was wearing her dress backwards. Uh, and and I was wondering why MSNBC was giving uh, so much airtime to that trial yesterday because it was so pondering and it was all about receipts and all that. But but the accusations that Fonnie Willis, the uh, DA of Fulton County that has brought the charges against Trump, uh, one of the men that she indicted has been saying that she should be off the case because she's, she's uh, misappropriating funds and lying about her affair with a man that she hired. Uh, with no expertise uh, in the law that they're oppressing the RICO statutes, um, having an affair with a guy and paying him 700000 bucks, knowing full well that some of the money would come back to her as gifts. And I hope not that dress because she wore it backwards, according to the Internet. And nothing, according to the Twitter net, uh, by the way, Twitter, formerly Twitter. Um, so this was uh, partly cross-examination that for some reason, whenever we took it, we didn't get good stuff. Talking about... Outside of that, did you ever pay him anything other than cash? I've only given cash a few times in, in the course of what we're talking about. So you've if never we would go to dinner, let, him, let her finish her answer. If we would go to dinner, I wouldn't give him <laughs> cash because he paid for dinner or I paid for dinner. I've given him cash only a few times in life, probably four. Okay. Probably the most money I've ever handed him is $2,500. The least amount of money I've handed him, probably between $500 and $1,000. You never wrote him a check? Ma'am, I don't have checks. Okay. Um, so you have no proof of any reimbursement for any of these things because it was all cash, right? The testimony of one witness is enough to prove a fact. So my question was, do you have I'm any proof? You? Is that what you're intimating right here? I'm asking if you have any proof that you paid him any I mean, money. The proof is what I just told you. You have no written proof. Is that correct? So I have some... Um, 
probably some transactions like in Belize. I probably spent $500 on my card uh, in Belize. I spent 800, I can't remember, 900 bucks on each of our tickets to go to Belize. Well, so she was uh, roundly lauded by MSNBC hosts that are not lawyers as a an example of the strong black woman standing up and all thing. But it, it does appear that it's... Uh, Corrupt, but is it corrupt enough to quash the case? We'll see. And uh, one one last funny Willis cut before we get to the actual lawyer who says she screwed. Have you been on any of those continents with him? Um, Besides this one. Uh, where's Belize? What continent is that? I'm not being funny. I don't know. Uh, Let's say with the exception of... Belize with him. I've been to the Bahamas with him. I've been with Aruba with him. Don't embarrass me. I'm not sure what continents those are on. Whatever continents those are, that's where I've been. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, I would tell you. But Probably chasing down that Natty Holloway, Natalie Holloway corpse on Aruba. For the record, Belize, formerly British Honduras, is in Central America. Um, the good life if you're an attorney. The Bahamas, yeah. Belize, tripping the life fantastic. <clears throat> and did you see her packed into that dress? Well, it was back. She was wearing it backwards. The zipper goes in back, apparently. And she had the zipper up front and had the bow tied around the wrong way in the body. And stuff. Well, let's go to an actual lawyer uh, about this. Uh, you know, sorry, hosts, if you're inspired by her brave example of bringing the receipts so the scam was she paid him a bunch of money knowing full well that he was her boyfriend, her her, her BF, and that he would pay for cruises and, and that whole thing. And believe it or not, there are people usually, usually on MSNBC saying that's not a violation. Um, but uh, not not this one. Uh, uh, take it away, Jose. And joining Inter us now, Charles Colton, civil rights attorney, Caroline Polisi, federal and white-collar defense attorney, uh, and uh, senior FBI official, and, of course, a former U.S. attorney, Chuck Rosenberg, who's going to be with us in just a... She sounds horribly qualified. And then, and by the way, the guy, Chuck Rosenberg, who last week predicted he'd never be on MSNBC again because he was pointing out that the special prosecutor, her... Um, had to justify why he wasn't prosecuting Biden. And it was because, well, he's uh, the old man that is going to be sympathetic to the jury. And so, so that was the, that's that's the part that they're calling gratuitous, him doing his job. Anyway, back to the person who's horribly qualified. What does she think? A minute, but Caroline, I just, we've all been watching this and it's, it's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think, uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. And then a big uh, burlesque uh, comedy shepherd's hook came in <laughs> off, off camera and grabbed her and pulled her uh, pulled her off camera. Or so what you know you know you know the comedy uh the, the, it's 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 like grandpa comedy at this point where the big hook <laughs> grabs him off the stage. And so anyway, she actually listened to the words that came out of Fonnie Willis's uh, Aruba hole and uh, and said, well, uh, you know, someone's asking the right questions and uh, the whole thing. And and by the way, I promised this morning. It's just as on MSNBC, but I'm uh, not going to take it. And so anyway, this morning. From uh, James Freeman of the Wall Street Journal, the headline is, When You've Lost MSNBC, a political prosecution of Trump begins to collapse. Um, and they're pointing that out, that uh, just the fact that MSNBC broadcast it is 
a bit of a remarkable uh, thing. Uh, she added further context in a statement to uh, Mediaite saying, Willis will be disqualified, which means her entire office is disqualified, which means the case will have to be reassigned and languish. Uh, of um, with the prosecuting attorney's counsel of Georgia effectively killing the case, her credibility is completely shot. In another case, the the one where Trump's already been found guilty, and the sentencing is today. The whatever the the New York asset over overestimation thing, they're talking about a fine of three hundred forty seven million dollars. I mean that sounds personal. Uh, when we come back. A 90-year-old North Idaho cold case has been solved, according to the Shoshone County Sheriff's Office as of Monday. The curious case of the first missing um, wildlife and game agent from 1934. And it's been solved. I solved it back in second AM 770 KTTH. Trash marked the entryway to what neighbors call an extensive homeless camp that reaches back into the woods. I think it goes uh, like a, from right over there in the woods to uh, stretching almost right behind where my apartment is. She's pointing behind her. And the expansive size comes with extensive problems. More on that later. Also, where's the progress of some of the state uh, gun legislation in the legislature? We'll get to that here in just a second. Um, I and I thought the 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 crazy vagrant englantment on Martin Way in Olympia that that's one so far in my vast travels. That's the biggest one I've seen, and I, I got to say the what I, there's for sheer volume I've never seen one in Seattle besides that one. You know, because you you turn and get on. The floater on on ninety, right? I do. When you go yes. home, uh huh. Um, I, I call the it floater. the floater. Yeah, Thank that's you. The colloquial term. You know, I need a why because when I say the Lacey V Murrow, no one knows that it has a name, so I don't use it. <laughs> you know, what what what? And that's that. Yeah. Well, anyway, that that one right across from Harborview is still impressive. I mean, it's it got rain covered the whole thing. But it's nothing like the one in our state's capital on Martin Way, which looks enabled at this point. But this one up in Bellingham, uh, Como sent the the short straw uh, guy, and that was uh, uh, Joel Moreno. He picked the shortest straw, and he went and uh, dealt with that. Because they're dealing with a couple issues up up there in Bellingham, and it's uh, like unlike. Uh, in Olympia, where they just drop boulders, which works, by the way. One-time payment up front, drop boulders, they don't come back. That's on state land. The thing up in Bellingham is it's on private land. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Well, um, you, when you went to Witzaga, did you ever road trip like across I-90? Constantly. 
So you know Mullen, Idaho, uh, M-U-L-L-A-N. It's right before Lookout Pass, uh, the Continental Divide. Uh, so you're you're driving east out of Kellogg, and you say, um, Missoula, here we come, but we got to get over this hill. And then right, right, right when you say get over this hill, uh, you're in Mullen, Idaho. Lovely place. How can it not be lovely? It's up in the Rocky Mountains of Idaho, right before you get your your Montana. Well, you know what? It was just as beautiful in 1934 when Ar- when Ellsworth Arthur Keed, and that is such a 1934 name. Ellsworth Arthur Keed was Idaho's first game warden, and he disappeared because he was murderly murdered. He was declared dead in 1942 because his widow. Uh, had to uh, have him uh, declared dead because they never found Ellsworth Arthur Teed's body, nor did they know what happened. Well, the Shoshone County Sheriff's Department finally closed this mystery on Monday, and they did it. And I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know how it works in Idaho. I know that with this Brian, what's his name? The Who's the Moscow slasher guy? What's it? Rothberger, right? Uh, Cohen? That's the thing. Grant Kohlberger or something? Kohlberger, that's right, yeah. Um, You were right at the front end. I was right at the back end. Because they're taking forever because of Idaho rules. Meanwhile, the the Teed murder was never even brought to trial, but it's been settled. Because the the first full-time fishing game officer in Idaho was finally up on a plaque. In August of 1934... He was told that there may have been illegal hunting of deer and game birds in the area. And that was a, kind of a new thing in 1934 that, that, well, it's illegal. There's a season. And now we have an armed dude to come out and and uh, put put the law dogs on you on that one. So there's an area, there's a great hiking area outside of Mullen called Boulder Gulch. And so um, it was the day before he was going back to Boulder Gulch uh, to catch them poachers, but he said goodbye to his wife, Alma, which people were named in 1934, and he headed out, of course, in his Model A with a packed lunch. But he parked at the Mullins Cemetery because he was going to come back for a funeral that he would not have missed, but he never came back, you see, for he was murdered. It's just that no one knew. He just didn't come. He just disappeared. He just he DB Coopered. He walked off into the woods with his stuff, a packed lunch, firearm, and he was a he was a man who had mined. He had logged. He was like 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 many men of adventure in 1934. He could make himself a log cabin or whatever, but he just didn't come back. He was never found. Alma T declared her husband dead in a court of law, February 6, 1942, and was awarded the spousal benefits of a state of Idaho employee. So. Um, that's where the case sat stagnant until 2023. So last year, the issue, uh, the Idaho Fish and Game uh, Department accepted Teed into the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial and put his uh, his name as an officer who was lost in the line of duty sometime in 1934. Um, well, the press release about that prompted four Idaho families, one of, one of whom. Uh, the Petlands to come forward, and and these are now three generations removed from the uh, the the Petlands and the other uh, Idahoans uh, involved. So no no one can be charged. But apparently it was family legend uh, amongst the Petlands that Grandpa killed him a state agent 
and grandpa and uh, the the parents of some of the older chaps um, were caught red-handed with the poachments. And they felt in 1934 there, the height of the depression, that they were entitled to poaching deer. And here's this uh, here's this chap with a revolver up here who's catching them, gets a drop on them, or did he? And uh, the Petlands took him out, murdered uh, murdered him, and the the two boys dismembered the uh, the corpse and made it disappear. And uh, that's that's. There's no explanation for it, certainly no excuse, but it's settled because of, of family lore. That, that's how that worked. They they came together, and not just the Petlands, but other families knew of the issue, and it was a family story. And so what Shoshone County, Idaho did was they got four families together to each individually, you know, in separate rooms with separate interviews, tell us everything you know. And the stories, the stories overlap so well that they must be true because you can't make that up and rehearse it and the whole thing. And so anyway, Shoshone County settles a murder, a 90-year-old murder mystery with a little bit of family lore. Hey, does your family know of, uh, of, a, of a murder in the past? Well, come forward because you can't be prosecuted. So there's that. But, I mean, you know, I, I, and Alma, Alma died years and years ago. The son, the 80-year-old son... Before he died, family member Melissa Sellers Teed said his son in his 80s was tearing up and crying, wishing he knew what happened to his father before he died. They never had that closure. We do. And that would be that'd be a hard way to uh, to check out, not knowing what happened to your dad. But George Petland and his teenage son, John Robert Petland, another teen, Oscar Downing, were poaching deer in the Mullen area and came across Teed. Uh, Agent Teed, warden, game warden Teed, uh, George Petland killed Teed, and the two boys helped dispose of his body. So if you know the Dow- uh, the Downings or the uh, the Petlands, they're in Idaho. They're they're scurrilous um, waylayers, is what they are, and uh, a pox upon their houses for all time. And the thing is, I know a Downing, but he's from North Northern California. But I, I say curse all Downings. Because not only did they kill T, but they let his son go to his grave without knowing what he did. So anyway, um, now it's the stuff of legend of Northern Idaho. Uh, When we come back, um, gun legislation in Olympia, which is progress here of this Friday. And uh, the woman is suing Pierce County because of um, she felt that they were using a canine to make a point to deter her from committing future crimes. How's that going? Uh, And more AM 770 KTTH. Google Translate, so we'll see how this works. 
AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. I'm also that. All right. Should I capitalize for missile? Uh, you could get a range of possibilities on that search. So they, it comes up in Hebrew, so I can't read it. So, I mean, that sure worked. Uh, well, uh, anyway, so English to Hebrew, uh, fur missile. Let's get on. Let's try another speaker here. Oh, let me turn Wait, it what was that? Do it again. There we go. Fur missile. Uh, I, I have a great uh, video from Telegram from the IDF where a, a Hamas guy throws a grenade at the wrong unit, <laughs> and because Whoops. they brought they brought their their Timo. I got. I wish I could. Um. Anyway, I can't catch what she's saying. Timova. Anyway, it's Hebrew. Don't don't. T-Mobile Park. That's what. It don't is. make me play my uh, Hebrew rappers from yesterday at you. But <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. They 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 unleash the guy runs and he goes and he chooses blue tarp to hide under. Uh, it's like a pallet of stuff, and he he kind of pulls out the tarp, and he hides under. And the canine has a GoPro on him, and it's like a live feed camera. And they don't like put him on a thirty foot lead. They just they just say T-Mova, just go or whatever. They say T-Mova. Um, and uh, they, they don't have to give the Pierce County uh, disclaimer. He will find you and he will bite you. They don't have to do that. But, uh, you know, let me tell you about the sad tale of March 11th, 2019, when Pierce County's Jenny Ellis says she didn't hear that. She didn't hear anyone give her the warning. He uh, will find you and he will bite and you. And that's a warning for Bronco. Um, we don't, we don't know the, the guy, the deputy that faked the bow wow wow. We don't know if he was imitating Zepp or not, but on March 11, 2019, Zepp was the canine in question for you see, uh, Jenny was having a drunken dispatch, uh, a, a tete-a-tete with her boyfriend living in sin with her boyfriend at the age of about, uh, she's 39 now. She was 35 ish uh, then, uh, and his son. It was it was a drunk. It was a night like any other night in Jenny's life. She was a bit hooched up, and her boyfriend had called Pierce County several times before about uh, the disturbance that was called about her, and then she was told to uh, to quiet down. So a little after midnight on March 11th, <clears throat> Jenny's boyfriend asked if she would move over in bed. So she punched him in the face. <laughs> there, her paramour's son, her young son, heard the the. Uh, the kerfuffle with uh, elevating now into a Donnybrook, and he came in and he said, "Hey, Jenny, don't you punch my dad in the face." So she punched him in the face. Pierce County was called uh, called out again, and Jenny went for a walk to try to cool her pretty self down. Um, and that's when Zepp the canine uh, comes in, and she claimed she didn't hear Pierce County uh, give out their uh, disclaimer, which which uh, I think I've established a pattern, Your Honor. He will find you and he will bite you. Um, so this is a sworn deposition given by the boyfriend. Uh, one of the deputies reportedly talked about teaching Jenny Ellis a lesson. Before calling the canine handler, the county maintains the deputy was uh, talking about taking Ellis to jail, not bringing in a dog to find and bite her. And the judge, however, says that's now uh, a question for the jury to decide because Pierce County wants that part of the lawsuit uh, thrown out. A federal judge for the fourth time has swept aside Pierce County's efforts to dismiss a lawsuit from a woman who claims she was mauled by a fur missile after deputies talked about teaching her a lesson. 
And you know, I if only if only it were ever thus uh, that that your uh, your te- teaches a lesson. I got to say, if you can't figure out your how this interaction is going to end, I don't think a lesson is going to help. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, Jenny Ellis, and I have no idea if she's single or not. Her boyfriend gave a deposition, so maybe they're still together. She suffered a dog bite that tore flesh and muscle from her upper left arm when the canine handler, uh, Deputy Redding, allegedly allowed canine Zepp, Z-E-P-P, um, not Bronco. This is this guy's talking about Bronco. He will find you and he will bite Bron- you. Bronco will find you and he will bite you. Uh, and then the other deputy will do an impression, and you'll think you're going to end. Well, why would they come out? They, they were off. They were free. They were scot-free away from the deputies, but they came back to a guy faking that he had Bronco with him. So are you, normal people know this. Um, anyway, the deputy uh, allegedly allowed Zepp to bite and help drag her from beneath a trailer. Do you know that that was coming in at some point? Uh, anyway, where uh, she had been uh, hiding in a neighbor's yard, according to court documents. So she's hiding because she knows punching uh, your domestic domestic partner is DV, and they're going to bring out Zap, and he will find you, and he will bite you. So uh, anyway, the three deputies had initially responded to the home of Ellis's boyfriend just before midnight to investigate a report that she had punched her boyfriend in the face. So um, anyway, she's, she's suing because everyone's suing. How come I don't get that jury? Well, I, I don't live in Pierce County is reason one, but... You don't get a pick. My God, I would pay to be on that jury. The Pierce County versus Trailer Trailer Swift. <laughs> so anyway, well, I I hope uh, I hope Zepp got a good steak bone uh, for that. He will find you and he will bite you. So it's still, on the law, it's still a federal lawsuit and the whole thing because anybody can sue anyone for anything. That, that dude... I, years ago, the guy, the Bulgarian guy that ran away from a Snohomish County canine, the canine found him and chewed his foot off, and now he owns Snohomish County or something. But uh, so there's that. Washington lawmakers last year passed a sweeping package of gun laws, including a 10-day waiting period for firearm purchases and a ban of the sale of AR-15s and similar semi-automatic rifles often used in the nation's worst mass shootings. This session, by comparison, the legislature is taking a small ball approach. Um, lawmakers are considering a few additional restrictions on gun owners and dealers. Um, some more ambitious laws, such as permit requirement, had apparently stalled as a key legislative deadline. Um, and the, the mimicking California's background check for ammo, uh, there's rumors about that. But I think even that doesn't pass the smell test with the most liberal gun-grabbing Democrat in Olympia. So... Uh, we'll see uh, in, in, in that as they wind their way uh, through the legislature. Now, this is the part where, like I said, it's important to be involved locally because you'll, you will never see an NRA Gulfstream 650 full of NRA lawyers landing in Tumwater. You won't. It has to be local, um, and you have to be locally engaged. But I will keep my, my ear to the Iron Horse track uh, on, on this one. Is it... Um, uh, is it uh, off brand? I I I I bought an accessory to a a Second Amendment machine. Okay, I follow. R- really happy with it. It's uh, with the accessory. I'll run it by my friend Mike because Mike is a former Special Forces handgun instructor guy, and so I'll show him the accessory I got for my Second Amendment machine, my Second Amendment freedom machine. 
and see see what he thinks. Before I talk about it on the air, um, maybe maybe it'll be a very special uh, 10th break. Til um, for, spe- speaking of Hebrew, by the way, the Second Amendment machine accessory is made in Israel. And I got to say, it's very innovative. And they're, when it comes to like arming cops and, and stuff and close quarters stuff, the Israelis really know how to get somebody up and running with their Second Amendment machine really quickly without hesitation and without delay, without grabbing your pocket or your pants or whatever, for instance, let's just say. Uh, all right, well, uh, hour number three, wrapping up a big old week here. If you have some final thoughts on your um, end of the week, uh, check in the texting. I'll give you a heads up in half an hour. Um, if you text 800-465-8770 and you, uh, you don't be that guy, um, then we'll read your text, having, been, having curated them, and... Uh, pass them on. Anyway, when we get back, uh, the latest uh, the president chimed in about the Alexei Navalny unexpected sudden uh, death in the uh, Russian prison system. So, so was, I'm frankly surprised they didn't send him to Ukraine as an infantryman. But um, back in a second, AM, 70, AM 770 KTTH.